Right around Australia, the SEN Network, wherever you might be. Hello to you from the Audio Hover Crown. We're here all this week, all next week, grand final week. Can't wait for that. All your favourite SEN shows and SEN track over the course of the weekend from the Audio Hover Crown in the Metropole Precinct. It's footy finals time at Crown. Time to change just a little bit of pace and head up to the Gold Coast. Pete Hawley, of course, Melbourne United Championship player from 2018 and a big part of the ESPN commentary crew as the NBL season isn't too far away from getting underway. They're all, I believe, on a junket. Apparently, there are some preseason games getting played in the Gold Coast. And Pete Hawley, who is up there, is good enough to join us. Now, Pistolers, I welcome you in. I'm going to start with something with a person you have not seen this week. His name is Scotty Pippen, and he's going to launch the NBL season. This is big for the league. Oh, mate, especially thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, anytime you get... A, a talent or a person, an icon like this, to come down and, and launch what's said to be one of the biggest seasons, if not the biggest season in history, it's all pointing in the right direction. So, exciting announcement today. I think he's going to be at the first game and uh, hopefully pops around. I did see an article that he's, he's getting pushed around a little bit of the AFL granny, maybe. So, uh, I'm not sure whether you've popped up a little bit, opened the wallet to try and get him to come chat. Look, I, it's my belief that he might be going to the AFL and the NRL Grand Finals. I think he's going to be treated with the uh, absolute utmost respect that he deserves, and I think he's going to get the hospitality that comes with it. But I, I will ask you too, Pete, you've been around the league for a little while now, firstly as a player and now as one of the, the number one analysts in the game. How, how much have you seen it grow from when you were at college and doing your thing and joining as you get arrested on the Gold Coast, uh, <laughs> joining uh, the NBL and playing to where we see it today? Because it has grown exceptionally much even in your short time so heavily involved in the league yeah i mean the, there's only one story that stands out for me and that's uh when i finished college i signed a contract uh or about to sign a contract with the townsville crocs 2015 uh 2016 went to bed woke up and there was no such thing as townsville uh, anymore so mm -hmm. uh, at that stage everyone thought uh, perhaps that was it for for the nbl and it was it was struggling and then in comes Larry Kesselman, and every single year just gets bigger and bigger. And you always think there's no, there's no way he can take another leap forward and continue to find ways to do that. And I mean, it's looked no further than this right now. There's 45 NBA scouts or something watching practices, watching games on the Gold Coast. It's just unbelievable. The Gold Coast, in my belief, and I know that it's continual, only rumour and innuendo, but we did see a little bit. We've seen them go to Tassie in 2019 that announced not long after that because of the outpouring of support from the Tasmanian locals, that the Tasmanian franchise was going to be coming into the league, which we now know them as the Jack Jumpers. So let's just hypothetically suggest that the Gold Coast will be the next franchise in the NBL. How have the locals got around this tournament? I mean, it's been really impressive, to be honest. I mean, well, it is school holidays. There's still weekdays and some games at night. I mean, as, as a father, I can say that my, my little one's on the bed uh, nice and early, so the 7.30 game would be always harder, but just the buzz around. I was at the Blitz last year in Darwin, which was great, but it's uh, they're, they're both packed with both a different type of buzz. Um, I think that's what you get here because everybody knows, okay, this is a legitimate chance to be the next franchise. And one thing they're not going to have to worry about is if it is the next franchise of, of filling a team. Because I think a lot of players will put their hands up saying uh, they want to be part of the new Gold Coast team. It is exciting every time we get close to a season, right? And we are only sort of eight or nine days away that... Interesting decision to start the season and the start same week as the AFL Grand Final 
and the NRL Grand Final. But I'll put you straight under the pressure because this is what you do. You're a hot take merchant. Uh, who right now, after seeing teams this weekend, are you thinking is going to be very hard to beat over the season? Oh, it's tough. I think there's a few. I think right now we're just seeing a, few, a couple of teams that need to make some changes and, and change something, whatever that is, because they just look a step below. Um, but I'll tell you what, if Matthew Delvadova plays at this level that I've seen the last two days, then Melbourne United is going to be a different beast. He has come out with a chip on his shoulder. He's changed his diet. He's knocking down step-back threes, contested, shooting the ball confidently. Perth Wildcats have another piece to add, which is going to make them really tough. We haven't seen Jared Adams yet. Um, but then you think everyone keeps riding off Tassie. I think Tassie have been one scoring point guard piece away from taking the next jump the last two seasons. They bring that in with Jordan Crawford. So and the, the six top teams that you people probably have circled right now, out of that is probably anyone's. It's an interesting mix in the NBA. This is what I really like about the league, Pete, and, and we've spoken about this, you and I, before. In, in sport around the world, and in particular here in Australia, it is very hard just to make a major transition and a major leap in an off-season to be good. And it's a salary cap league to an extent, the NBL, but in the AFL and the NRL, you just can't traditionally go from sucking and then overhaul your team in certain aspects and be good the next year. The NBL allows that. You can actually struggle, sack seven players, or if they're out of contract, move them on, and the next thing you know, you're competitive. I think it's one of the best things about the league. It's one of the best things as to why all franchises and all fan bases continually to be excited. In saying that, in saying that, you do need to be able to continually move with the times. And I'll ask you, because I know you've just commentated the game that involves the Adelaide 36ers, Adelaide haven't had the ability to be able to do what other teams have been able to do in the last couple of years. Is there a suggestion or any type of evidence that they are going to go from what was disappointing last year to making them better this year? It is. Honestly, it's hard to see that right now based on the first two games. Um, yes, it's pre-season. You don't expect the team to be anywhere near completely set and figured everything out, but they look a bit all over the shop where it is. Defensively, it's, it's really poor. Offensively, they're not in sync, so... Look, I, I would envision there'll be some sort of move made before too long because we know what happened last year. Uh, they mm. went to beat Phoenix and then a lot of talk was, is Craig Randall worth all the drama that was happening? In hindsight, I'm sure CJ probably thought we, we should have maybe tried to get out of this situation a bit earlier. And um, if you're an Adelaide 36 fan, you don't want to get down that path again. So, uh, yeah, they've got to show something. Bryce Cotton just doing Bryce Cotton things. I did see the game a couple of days ago where he had 34 points and was Bryce Codding. But how was he tonight? Is it, is it the same old Bryce Codding or did they play some more of their juniors? I see Michael Harris had a nice night, judging by the box score. Uh, it was about, I think, four and a half minutes into the first quarter and the score was 27 to three. So that about put the cue in the rack for Bryce, for Keanu Pinder and all the youngsters played. So that was a yeah, the game, game was over in the first four minutes, but Bryce looks like he hasn't missed a step. Keanu's still trying to find his feet back from being injured and They've still got a power forward import to add. So if they get that piece right, they're a legitimate title contender. Pete, talk to me about your thoughts on preseason. I'm not a major preseason taker in of what it actually means. I understand exactly why it is important in some aspects. I think it adds a lot more fan excitement when we don't see a great deal of preseason sport. I think that we're seeing less and less in the AFL, and it means a little bit about different teams, the way they go about it. But when you have a blitz and you have a pre-season tournament, there is the competitive juices that can flow through these particular players. How did you, how did you, and we'll talk NBL more so than your collegiate career, which was outstanding. How did you 
approach pre-season like this type of tournament? Are you, are you trying to scrounge every minute out of it to try and get more burn once the season starts? Do you know where you sit? So you're just trying to get through unscathed. How were you personally about facing these type of games? Uh, I mean, it's exactly that. I think when you're not like the Bryce Cotton type and all of that, any moment you get to show your head coach that you deserve minutes and you deserve to contribute to this team is important. Um, but again, I think we get to a point now where how preseason games are so important because teams get off to slow starts and forever chasing their tails. If you can have some stuff figured out uh, beforehand, you're already a step ahead of the rest of the teams, which is what Perth looks like. Perth went away for two weeks or whatever uh, before they started preseason earlier than everyone because they played those games in Las Vegas against the G League Ignite. They've spent a lot of time with each other. They've played games and they look a couple of steps ahead of some other teams because of that. So there's a fine line. You probably get to, to Friday and a guy like Chris Golding, that you and I know very well, that hates nothing more than preseason, never gets out of first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got other guys that need to be out of treat Eddie every game like it's an important one. So it's a juggling act and I think that's what we always see in preseason. Pete Hawley joins us, ESPN commentator, one of the, if not the best NBA analysts right now in the game and the season kicks off in nine days' time where we see the Phoenix and Melbourne United take each other on in a throwdown a couple of nights before the AFL Grand Final. The Next Star program, it has been a wonderful initiative. Uh, Lamelo Ball, Josh Giddier, two right now of the, the headliners, but it has been a great program for a number of years now, but it just feels this year's going to be the best. He, Liam Santamaria, who I do NBL overtime with and I've known for 30 years, you are very close with him. He has done an incredible job to be enticing players, young players right around the world, Australia and abroad, to be a part of this program. And it seems deep. And not just deep, Pete, but it feels from the outside looking in, they are going to help, these players are going to help their teams win. Is that how it is up close and personal? I think so, for sure. I mean, as you said, credit to Liam. It's been unbelievable. Eight next stars in one season. I don't think anybody completely believes it. And rumour is that he nearly was close to landing two more to have a full a full team in, in every single one. So I think that's where he wants to get to eventually. But the difference this year in, in the past where Lamelo popped up and you kind of find where does Lamelo want to go. I think Liam, taking over the role, went to each club and said, what piece do you need? What kind of player do you want? And then he's obviously got enough choices around the world and it puts the work in to try and find that. So rather than just giving a team a piece that might not fit, which we saw when you look at um, the young fella, uh, Nikita Mikulovsky down at Tassie, just didn't fit that squad. So that you kind of learn from that. And now Liam said, OK, like New Zealand, what do you need? They've got a really strong uh, Lithuanian talent as well. And they kind of have players that are really going to star in their roles. And I think that's exactly what is so good about this program and really give all the kudos to Liam. Last one before I let you go to hit Moomoos. You did mention it earlier about Daly and he looks great. Uh, he's got that chip on the shoulder. He went to Boomers camp. It didn't quite work out. Uh, it didn't work out for the Boomers, ironically, either. But the fact is he's got that chip on the shoulder. And he's a much more aggressive Matthew Dallavadova offensively than we've probably ever seen. He looks slimmer, but his ability to put heat on the rim right now is more than we've ever seen. But he's doing, he, it, in front of, he's doing it in front of NBA scouts. Is, is there yeah. a chance we won't see him? They are here for the kids. But guys like Matthew Dallavadova still get opportunities. Are, are you thinking maybe... Maybe he might pop up in an NBA roster and have to leave MU? Well, I'm not sure it'll be an NBA, but what he will be doing is putting his best foot forward to Paris. Make no mistake about it. He's one of the most competitive, if not competitive, players we've ever seen. Doesn't need extra motivation. No doubt getting that phone call from Gorge or meeting saying, uh, you're not going to come with us to the World Cup. Added fuel to the fire because 
just looking at him, walking around, he, he's in tip-top shape. I mean, he said he's eating a lot of steak. He's really honed back in on his craft. And that first two possessions in the blitz, he came out, hit a pull-up three, and then hit a contested corner three ball. And then when had 17 points in four minutes or something in the second game. So, again, it's a scary sight for the rest of the team. But I think a lot of people thought uh, he'd be no chance to go to Paris after missing the World Cup. But if he plays like this for the whole season, you'd probably be a fool not to think about taking him. Is he going to come off the bench? Is that his role? Shea Ely, who you know particularly well, and I think anyone who knows Shea Ely or watches basketball is incredibly understanding of how good this guy is. He was outstanding at the World Cup for New Zealand. He's starting for Melbourne United right now. Is Dallavadova going to come off the bench with this loaded Melbourne United roster? Uh, I've been told that he came off a hamstring injury, which is why he's coming off the bench in the blitz. Um, Ian Clark's been starting. They recruited Ian Clark as a sixth man, but Again, if it's working, they're getting wins. It's something to definitely look at. But I think their initial plan was Illy, Delhi, Chris Golding, Luke Travis, and then JLA when he comes back. I will confirm that hamstring tweak that he missed a, a couple of weeks of practice. Last one, Pete. This is legit the last one. Give me a player that has really impressed you. Not not saying you're surprised by what he's been able to do, but a player that you've seen play this weekend at the Blitzers, maybe going to have a year, a little breakout year or surprise. The hardcore basketball fans, you might see them at some point. Well, surprising one thing. I think most improved player, uh, you've got a guy like Isaac White or Jalen Galloway. Mm. Jalen Galloway is going to be having an enormous season for the Kings, and he's an NBA talent eventually. But in terms of excitement, was Island Chiefham from New Zealand. I was hiring him at the moment they got him. They've been chasing him for a few years. They lose Jarrell Brantley. He is an absolute problem. And if he learns the league the way it's officiated, he's an all-NBL caliber player. How have they gone? Because that is a good point. Imports, the big men in particular, have trouble with fouls early. And this is some of the way the blitz has to be refereed, which is identically to how it should be in the season. But it's also a way for the imports to get comfortable with it. How has he looked? Because that's going to be the only thing, honestly, that looks to stop him. How he does go when it comes to fouls. Yeah, it's interesting because I think there's been a lot of physicality and a lot of contact that the players have got away with. And then Mm -hmm. a lot of teams are getting guys fouled off and in the bonus early. So it's been a bit of a mixed bag. And... Uh, it's hard to always remember that uh, it is preseason for the referees too. They're learning and getting used to the year. But I think there's four points of emphasis that they're focusing on this year. And you're right, you look at other bigs that have come down and taken them half a season to understand how it's all going. But if he can figure it out and stay out of foul trouble, then he's going to have a massive impact. Are you a man pushing for the Blitz to be on the Gold Coast again next year? Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty exhausted right now, so I wouldn't, mm. mind, uh, I wouldn't mind having a bit of a snooze. But um, <laughs> there are other places. Look, Melbourne's a great city too. You and I love being in Melbourne. So if I don't True. sleep in my own bed, mate, I'll take that every day. No, I'm, I'm a little bit with you as well. How has The Bachelor gone? Felix Von Hoff, a big part of the NBL commentary team this year. How is he? Because he hasn't, uh, he, has he been back to the Gold Coast since the unfortunate failure of The Bachelor? It might be his first time back at headquarters. Yeah, I think he's a bit scarred when he got off the phone, <laughs> uh, to be honest. I know he had a croaky voice or everything. All I know is that um, half the people around the Blitz in the NBL have started to lose their voice. Whether he was... Uh, case zero, I'm not sure, but it definitely looks the case. Uh, most germs do start with him, so I'm not overly surprised. Uh, thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Always look forward to you answering the phone. I appreciate it. I know it's late night. You've had a million things on, so thank you. No worries, mate. Talk to you soon. Pete Hawley is the man, one of the best, in fact, in my opinion, the best NBA analyst in the game. And he's a big part of ESPN going forward as NBL 24 starts where next Thursday night, so we're nine days out. You hear a lot of the season right here on the SCN Network. And Scotty Pippen, the six-time NBA champion superstar from the Chicago Bulls, will be in town to officially launch 
the NBL season. He'll be courtside on opening night.